Hey, thank you for joining us this week on User Words Podcast. This is Paul. Before we get started here, I realized while I was recording that I had said Andrew Tate is or currently I was using um, current verbiage when a, all those things should be in the past, as in he had owned an Ecamm site, etc. So I just want to make that correction, put that right at the front. So that way there's no issues or problems going forward. Um, but yes, thank you for joining us. Please subscribe, share, talk to you later. It's 1-1-2023 and I have one question for you, Aaron. Aaron, what is a man? Josh had a rant saved up, yes. so what's, I want to hear this rant. rant. Uh, uh, so, so let's, 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 uh, and, and that, at, and that aspect is... <laughs> Come on. I, he, you. Go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, what was it? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? You know, there were many times last night when I thought Aaron, Aaron Josh was going to start saying, like, what's the word I'm looking for? He actually did a couple times, actually. Did? <laughs> yeah. There, but I, I was expecting a lot more than that. Was that when I was sleeping? Before you even got there. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I know. It, it was when he was in farmer mode. <laughs> Don't laugh. He loves his farming. He does. So. I, I enjoy it too. I do. Okay. It's, it's fun. I keep it, playing. It. It's more entertaining with people. If yes. if I was doing oh, it alone, I'd gosh. be like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, no. And he sold your truck. Right after you got off that night. Right after I got off? Yeah, like within 10 minutes of you getting off that night. <laughs> oh, I thought he did it like sometime before I showed up. No. He did it the same night you bought it. But regardless of the fact, that's not here nor there. We're not here to talk about Josh's imaginary farm on Farm Simulator. Hmm. That's going under. He's about to die. <laughs> Anyways, I have a question for Aaron. Mm-hmm. What is a man? What is masculinity? Yeah. Great answer, Aaron. You want um, to expound upon it more? A man, dude that has muscles and is strong and is macho. And okay, and, Andrew Tate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sticks to his guns, you know, whether he's right or wrong. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What's a woman? <laughs> that is a fair question. People can't answer that these days. <laughs> but yeah, woman is. Yeah, never mind. We're not going to go there. <laughs> but um, no, I, the, the, so here's why I asked this. Yeah. This question. Mm-hmm. And the question I have written down is what is masculinity? What is man? All right. Is it toxic? Is it good? It's good. Uh, and here's why I asked this. Right now, you kind of have this weird. Right at the end of 2022, start of 2023, you have this weird, almost like people getting afraid of masculinity. That there are people who are calling testosterone toxic. Yeah. They're saying that, you know, if, if you have testosterone, maybe you need to reduce it or whatnot. It, and it's really made me kind of sit there and go, what? Uh, why why would they say that? And and I, I kinda laughed when listening to it, but at the same time it I think it tells a point. It's a 
it's a YouTube short, so don't expect a lot of long information in it. It because it has to be it's, sixty seconds or less. Uh, okay. So back in 2019, the American Psychological Association came out with a report suggesting that certain masculine traits, things like stoicism, competitiveness, aggressiveness, that these were all problematic. That in fact, traditional masculinity is a problem. And you know what? They're right. It is absolutely a problem for them. In fact, it's a problem for any sort of organization that seeks to completely reorder society along these new progressive objectives. Because strong men, strong fathers, strong husbands, well, they're not the sort of type to simply roll over because you threaten to cancel them. So is traditional masculinity a problem? Absolutely. And it's a problem in all the ways it should be for all the people it should be a problem for. So back and his thing when you, uh, so this is uh, Nick Freitas. He is, uh, he's in the Virginia House of Delegates. Hmm. Uh, so he tried unsuccessfully to run for the U.S. Senate. He, he lost whatever, but when you watch his little shorts, every time he finishes one of his videos, he's always taking a, like a sip from a mug and it's a different mug, like each video. <laughs> so he's like you with hot wheels, but with mugs. So, but I, I found that video and I found it interesting. Cause that's kind of, if you're looking at culture, speaking to how some of the culture is right nowadays, mm. where Anything that's masculine, where that's aggressiveness, like he was talking about, or even just, you know, competitive. Well, competitive or even just being proud to, okay, this is going to sound weird. Take it for how it is. Even being proud to not act femme, feminine, like just, you know, what you would consider traditionally acting like a guy, not, you Rough know, house thing. Well, not even that, even necessarily going as far as that, but like even just, joking around or not talking in a high voice or stuff like that. Just go for it. No, was, <laughs> what were you going to do? Letter Kenny. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> but you know, just talking in those quote unquote stereotypical manly ways, mm -hmm. you know, where you're not pretending to roll around on the ground with a cramp. Have you seen that? so that was kind of a weird trend at the end of 2022 which is weird so people who were doing the male to female transitions so you know yeah very becoming a girl they would this was like has been going on since like 2017 but they were talking about it on twitter at the end of 2022 they'll take tomato paste and water freeze it, insert it in whatever hole was made for them when they went female, male to female. So that way they could menstruate. <laughs> you know, and they're talking about, and I have the, the, like the screenshots of it. They're talking about, Oh, if you really want, if you're not able to do this, you can go into a restaurant, put some ketchup in there or wait till after Halloween, buy artificial blood. So that way you can have your menstruation. I know. People are stupid. You know, people people are em are emulating this so much because they want to get away from anything that's masculine in, in such a, a degree that they want to do things like mm -hmm. do that. Or they take laxatives so that way they could have cramps. That's no fun. No, but they want to experience their menstruation. That's what they want to do. And I'm like, wow, you, you really hate being a man that much. Any 
aspect Which, of being male so much that you have to go and do this. That's uh, what? Say it. Well, I guess I'm trying to think of. I mean, what makes a man a man? Okay, what makes a man a man? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously the whole genitalia stuff. Okay, so besides besides that makes it kind of obvious of what you are. Okay. Um, apartment is going to say, yeah, doing what's right has nothing to do with being a man. Okay. Although my mind was on that. Uh, my mind was on that train of thought for a moment. Um, you can say almost that's like what makes a a a guy a good man, right? You could yeah, say there's that. a difference between a man and a good man. Um, yeah, because I I'm, I guess I'm trying to think of what are the stereotypes of men. I mean, I guess it's gosh, there's. <laughs> but the more I think about it, it's like. There's also, that's also, I mean, plenty of women are falling under the same boat too. Right. So that's, you know, that's why you could say it's it may, maybe not, not, not even maybe good man, good person. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, so what, what, what makes, you know, that's why I, I was thinking about that. I was like, okay, what is masculinity in that regard? Then? Right. Especially in current culture and mindset where it's becoming intermixed with, everything you know like yeah i guess i think of men are the ones that are generally doing the the more like the more physical labor stuff those i guess but that could also just be how i was raised and you know taught growing up because i Definitely would say there's a lot of stuff that is kind of dumb that has been taught from throughout the generations. As they call it, toxic masculinity. Yeah. Yeah. And and I get that. There, There's definitely. There's some stuff where it's messed up. Well, I, okay. Big one being. And I, I remember Crowder's kind of talked about this, but it's like the whole, the whole thing of showing your emotional side. Or, you know, men don't cry kind of thing. And I don't think he was under that boat of where men just don't. Right. He said, it's like men, as a man, he's like, yeah, you can cry, whatever. Da, da, da. But I guess it was almost like under the, it made me think, it, well, how he was saying it made me think if it was like limited to either who sees that or how often that happens. Kind of thing because generally, yeah, no, you don't see men out bawling their eyes out for anything and everything. Generally, there are more women do the, they're low cry that, a little bit more about stuff, they're, they're <laughs> that more stoic, yeah, yeah, I get that. Which, but th- that doesn't make you not a man. Oh, no, 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 yeah, right. But I guess, yeah, when I when I currently when I think of a man, it's yeah, it's somebody that's doing. As far as job-wise stuff goes, it's potentially the more dangerous 
work sometimes. Okay. Um, because I always like to think of the whole chival chiv- oh, I can't even say the chivalry. Word. Chivalry kind of stuff where it's like, I mean, as men we want to protect and serve women and make sure they're okay. Like I get that. I feel like that's part of being a man. Providing, leading. And it's not to say that women can't do that. They can. They're plenty capable. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's stuff that they have to lead and and be like be leaders in and stuff like that too. It's not like the women are just being told to, or being pushed around and told what to do, and you don't you do and don't question it kind of thing. Like no, all right, but all right. I'm gonna play very basic, simple. I'm gonna play know. something. And I want your comment on it afterwards. I hate it. You hate it, huh? You don't even know what I'm gonna play here. No. You men for the first four years of my study. And it wasn't until a man looked at me one day after a book signing and said, I love what you have to say about shame. I'm curious why you didn't mention men. And I said, I don't study men. And he said, that's convenient. (laughs) And I said, why? And he said, because you say to reach out, tell our story, be vulnerable. But you see those books you just signed for my wife and my three daughters? I said, yeah. They'd rather me die on top of my white horse than watch me fall down. When we reach out and be vulnerable, we get the shit out of us. And don't tell me it's from are the guys and the coaches and the dads. Because the women in my life are harder on me than anyone else. Huh. So I started interviewing men and asking questions. And what I learned is this. You show me a woman who can actually sit with a man in real vulnerability and fear, I'll show you a woman who's done incredible work. You show me a man who can sit with a woman who's just had it, she can't do it all anymore, and his first response is not, I unloaded the dishwasher, (laughs) but he really listens, because that's all we need. I'll show you a guy who's done a lot of work. Huh. Whoa. So what are your thoughts on that? Whoa. Because stereotypically, you always kind of get, you always see that in like shows and movies and that, where it's like the guy who maybe is trying to unload something maybe deep or something like that to one of his guy friends, and all of a sudden he's being mocked by the other guys. And she's going, no, the guy is talking to, and these other people are talked to or saying essentially, no, it's the woman around me that do that. I guess you can kind of see that with Amber Heard and John. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Fair enough. I guess I could imagine. I, I mean, I'd believe that would hurt more coming from a woman than it would be another man. Yeah. Cause let's be honest here. If you've said something like that to me, I would probably just roll with it and joke with it. If I was in a good enough mood. Right. Otherwise that you would just see me just break down even more. And then, and then maybe you'd feel bad. Oh, <laughs> about it again I do again going back to you being very caring and passionate not necessarily holding everything on your sleeve mr johnson going back to previous episode yeah. but <laughs> you know but just with that that because that's you okay but most guys are, is that case like they might rib a buddy at first but if they see the guy, but if it's an actual, but if they see him yeah, actually like break down, they're gonna be like, oh, whoa, 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 sorry, yeah. I didn't mean it. Hey, uh, what's going on? Yeah. Oh gosh, that was. Oh man, 
Yeah, that was me. I remember one conversation Josh and I were having. I can't remember if we ever talked about it on the podcast, but it was like he came to me asking if there was anything that was going on in my life I was having a hard time with. And I was like, no. Yeah, I wasn't being completely honest in that. But then he started like breaking down, crying or whatever. And I'm just sitting there like laughing. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, wait. Oh. He's being he's serious. Not, yeah, it's like he's he's not he's not a. Uh, <laughs> this is the real deal. And I was like, oh crap. And then yeah, we just had our had a conversation, or whatever. But I was just like, man, yeah. I guess when you really see something's hitting somebody hard like that, it's like, all right. I mean, and that's again, that's going back to you'd hope any good person would recognize that, and then go to that said person that's hurting with understanding and being willing to listen to him instead of just pushing him off to the side or mm-hmm. making fun of him. I would hope anybody would do that, but you would, you would hope. Yeah. They live in kind of crummy, crummy people out there. And those are the people that'd be like, Hey, guess what? You're, I no longer need you in my life. Go away. Pretty much. Go, go yeah. away. No, don't no longer need you. Okay. See, but, I, I just, I'm just gathering this information because I want to hear from, weird as it sounds, someone who is in your age range, 27-ish. What, what people think a man is. What, what do you think man is? Who, what a man is? What is masculinity? Is it good? Is it bad? Those sort of things. I guess it, Because you hear a lot of people screeching about how masculinity is evil. We don't no. need men anymore. Well, <laughs> which, which makes me laugh so much. I'm like, yeah. you, you realize you don't have men. Your population's dying out of yeah. after so long. <laughs> I mean, if you get rid of any one of them, it's over. But like... <laughs> what? How, am I, how, how do I... What am I trying to say and how am I trying to say it? Um, I mean, without men, we wouldn't be able to do so many things. Just like without women, there'd be a lot that we probably couldn't do. Because it's like we all have our key roles and factors and things in life. Mm-hmm. But I mean, because it's like, uh, this the whole biological thing, like men are built different than women. Can you, mainly just being, I'm thinking of obviously just like, the muscle types and stuff like that and men generally i guess i mean are to a point stronger than women so it's like a lot of those heavy lifting jobs generally more men driven <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's like i guess yeah if women could somehow reproduce with women let there be a world with just women and didn't have the same i guess body uh, what would be anatomy or something I don't know and see how the world goes interesting I'm just trying to think because it's like without men the world wouldn't be the same and without women the world wouldn't be the same right you need both yeah I I agree 100% you do need both I'm just thinking in a world without men motorcycle companies would be basically not a Existence. No, women like motorcycles too. Not to the same nah, extent no, as yeah. guys. Guys, <laughs> see, that's another like thing. Things. Men are generally a lot dumber. <laughs> They're a lot, yes. 
they're, okay. they're more risk risky and I'm more on that dangerous level of living. Yep. Which I think that's why at least back when I was growing up, like girls always loved the dangerous guy or the bad boy. Cause he lived life on the edge and was exciting and all that kind of crap. And then the, when you had the nice, like goody two shoes boys, I'm like, Oh, they're boring and stupid and eh, no fun, which I guess I can be even different story too, but I don't know. I guess, yeah, you normally see the boys and men, whatever are the rough ones. Like get to rough around a little bit and, Mm-hmm. I don't know, but then it's just stereotypes. And, ugh. Okay, let me ask you this question. What? And, and the reason I asked this question is because I'll get to it in a second here. Um, it, it was something I read in an interview with a guy uh-huh. um, who basically he wrote a book called "The End of Manhood," a book for men of conscience, hmm. and he's calling essentially for giving up manhood essentially is what he's saying. Cause he says mm. all manhood is toxic. Great. Yeah. But there's a quote in here and this is, comes down to the question. And the reason I say this and I bring this up mm. is because you said at one point that you used to beat up Josh. <laughs> yeah. We thought it'd be fun to wrestle around until I, he couldn't take me down and I just kept going. I know Josh, the wrestler, couldn't take you down. No. But, I mean, that was before his wrestling days. Oh, what about now? Now, could, um, now he could take me down. No think, problem. You think so? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, when, uh, so let me ask you this question then. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to be honest here. And in reality, I've only ever gotten into fights with my biological brother. But that was that's a whole other set of. Mm. whatever right when you've you know when you wrestled you know and josh tried to take you down you ended up taking him down or if yeah. you've ever gone to a fight with someone i'm not just saying yeah. like a yelling fight like no maybe fist for flight flying flying and all that right yeah did this thought ever cross your mind that because you won you walk away and you're a man and the one who lost is mm. use whatever word but he says feminized did that ever cross your mind? No. Okay. Just, just because that's what he, this guy's generalizing. He says, he says that when you, when guys, when boys get into a fight, he says, the one who wins is the one who walks away with their manhood. And the one who loses is the one who's made invisible and is feminized. Feminized? That's what he says. No. Okay. Just curious if you, that, if that was even a thought that ever crossed your mind, like, Oh, Josh lost. He's a little girl now. <laughs> well, and, and no, I mean, no, guys, well. guys will sometimes say that jokingly yeah. to other guys. They're not necessarily meaning it. I guess I, I'd imagine things just might maybe get mixed up there. Because it's like the dude's still a man. He just wasn't tough enough or strong enough to take you down. He's still a man. Mm-hmm. He's just not, I guess, as capable as you in a fight. I don't know. That doesn't make him feminine. <laughs> right. Well, and that, that's what his whole, uh, this guy's whole belief is, that 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 fighting makes one the man, one the feminine. There's the, well, so what, what does beta male mean? 
Oh, geez. Because, <laughs> I mean, there's that whole thing where it's the alpha male versus a beta male. Okay, Andrew Tate. And, well, I'm, I, okay, I guess I didn't hear it from him because I, no. well, granted, I've never listened to him it, until you showed me a oh, couple of his yeah. clips. Yeah. So, beta male, definition of it, right? Yeah. A sub, subordinate male animal in a particular group. Okay. Or a man tending to assume a passive or subservient role in a social or professional situation. Okay. So, in other words, they're submissive. Right. Like a woman. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. That, see, I guess we're, I, I think there's just too much being drawn into that. I guess. There's nothing, isn't it just like a level of authority, basically? Mm. Yes and no. Um, I guess it, I, it, it's a level of authority, not that is given. That's like, earned. Not well. What they're saying is like, okay. For example, uh huh. Between me, you, and Josh, right? Yeah. There's You're the not, alpha male. Okay. There's not what? What? <laughs> Who are you saying is the alpha male? You. Me? No. Not necessarily. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's how I was going at all with uh, this. Okay. okay. <laughs> I was actually going to say between the three of us, there's not really like an alpha. There's not uh, really one okay. that's in charge or control of everything. It's all right. why. Uh, okay. I guess you're the beta. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but so what I was getting at though, the example, you know, between like me, you and Josh, right? There's no hierarchical structure there. Like we're not at a job. I'm not the CEO and you're not the employees. Right. You know, you can go, well, the CEO, he's the alpha because he's not necessarily he's the CEO that he's just in that position. Mm-hmm. The alpha might, of the group might be the guy who's like always like the loudest, always like taking control, always directing oh. things, always, you know, da, 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 da. oh, you challenge me, bro. Come at me. We're yeah. going to, you know, that, right. that guy. Okay. You know, you know, the guy I'm talking about, the guy mm-hmm. that, you know, you look at him wrong. He's like, what do you want, bro? You, you, yeah. You're looking at me wrong. You got a problem? Why are you dissing me like that? Get over here. You know, we're going to have a little, little fist fight here. And he's always thumping his chest, but yeah. you always look at him like, are you a gorilla? Because you're just thumping your chest and not really doing anything. I'll bark, no bite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and this guy, you know, as he continues on, and this is how you know he's a little bit crazy, right? Um, he goes, if someone is transitioning from male to trans woman, it is the core self that makes passage from one vessel to the next. Our character is divorced from our gender. So that's how you know this guy's a little. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah. His name's John Stolten. I thought you were about to say Stuart. Stuart? No, not Stuart. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even he looks. He looks spooky. He looks like he needs some sunlight. <laughs> white boy. Okay. All those white folks are crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this was just me trying to get an, an idea from you, Mr. Aaron Johnson, because I was like, man, there's some, you know, there's these ideas about what it means to be a man out there, what it means to be masculine, what it means to do that, you know, and th- there are people like I can take a joke about it easily, um, completely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and that is per- perfectly fine. Like for example, again, this Nick Freitas guy, I like him. He has some good stuff. Mm-hmm. He, and he made a joke and people actually got offended by this joke of that course. he made. Of course. Why wouldn't they get offended by a joke? But here's a uh, joke he did. All right, so now we're back. Uh, had a little bit of an internet hiccup there where Aaron's 
router decided to not be online for a while. So that was entertaining. So now I'm going to play the video that I was originally going to play for you from Nick Friedis. And again, I know he's making a joke, but there were people who actually got offended by it. Yeah. And I was able to sit back and laugh at this. There seems to be a misconception going around the internet that I feel duty-bound to correct. It's this idea that it's okay for men to have feelings and to cry. There are three areas where it is okay for men to cry. This has been established by Mandem for some time now. We all understand what they are. Category one. If a close family member or friend dies, you can get choked up at the funeral. Category two, when your daughter gets married, you're allowed to get choked up when you give her away. And then category three, it's that movie, The Cowboys with John Wayne, where he's dying and he's explaining to all the boys that he took on the cattle drive that every father wants their son to be better than him and that they are, and then John Wayne dies. It is, it's acceptable to cry then a little. There's Again, he's making a joke, and I get it, and I, I laugh at it, but people actually got upset at that. Like, how dare you tell men that they can't cry at these things and only choked up at a family member's thing? I was like, seriously, are you not getting the irony of this? That, that, that there's craziness in life, and there's craziness that you are trying to press upon people. And <sighs> yeah, that's. Those are definitely moments where you see guys potentially cry the most. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I mean. But to be the only time, come on, let's be real here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it just Goodness. it just made me laugh a little bit. The people were getting so worked up over that. Yeah. I was like, really? That's the part that you're getting worked up about? And, and they're, they're, com- they're crying and complaining about him. Like, oh, you're making masculinity and manhood so bad because of this. And then, yeah, then you have people like Andrew Tate out there and it just drives oh, me nuts. Women are objects. Okay. <laughs> so Andrew Tate. First off, I'm, I'm so happy he was arrested. Me too. Uh, now, whether, okay, I shouldn't say I'm so happy. Whether or not the charges are true, I'm glad he's kind of being knocked down a peg in the public opinion sphere because he's a little toxic man. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's no, a no. toxic person. No, no, no. <laughs> He's a toxic boy. Yeah. Okay. Andrew Tate is not a man. He is a boy. He, now I've shared with you, he has like 27 like supercars, right? Mm. So he used to be a kickboxer out of mm-hmm. the UK in that. But do you know where he made most of his money? The subscription, right? Well, that's recently. Oh, where did he start? Yeah. So mm. by the way, this subscription of him teaching you how to be a man and how to make money. Uh, he's up to about 10 million a month now on that. Wait, huh? That's doubled. Yeah. How? He, he, a, he increased the price. Oh, inflation. B apparently has more, at least he claims he has so many thousands of people, but it's up to about $10 million a month now that he takes in from this thing but beyond that if you want to know more about his scam school quote unquote where he teaches you how to be a better man and how to, to earn a bunch of money uh, look at coffeezilla he goes in depth and coffeezilla actually signed up for a month of the class and laughed his way through the entire thing because it's literally just a discord server with quote unquote teachers in it but regardless of the fact how he first started getting his money outside of kickboxing do you know how this little boy earned his money? Was it how to like a 
things on how to get girls? No. Okay, good. It's even worse than that, honestly. Oh, not good. <laughs> what? He is the proud owner. See a pimp. He's oh, an ecam man. site owner. Ecam? Yeah, he sells e-girls. You know how guys will pay money to watch a girl on webcam? Do yeah. whatever? Yeah, that's what he does. That's how he started making his money. I mean, sex sells. It does. He was boasting on one of his things how he's like, oh yeah, one of my highest paying clients paid $50,000 just to have, you know, go to dinner with one of my girls. Wow. So yeah, women literally are property to him. Yeah, and people wonder why people, you know, uh, that's why I call, that's why I said he's a little boy. Yeah. He's, he doesn't have respect. And this is the guy that's always like, well, while you're at home doing this, I'm at home reading my Bible. I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. So let me pull this up here. As long as your internet doesn't go down again. Yeah. You think it's possible for a man to, to be loyal to one girl? I think it's possible for men to do lots of things. Sure. We can go to the moon. We can be loyal to one girl. We can go scuba diving if you want to. I don't think that if men were truly honest with themselves that they want to be, I think men are loyal to a woman to try and inspire loyalty out of her. A man will sit there and go, I only want to be with her. But really what they're saying is I only want her to be with me, which is a masculine imperative. And it's natural. And I completely understand that every man's the same. But if you could make a woman be loyal to you while not being loyal to her, then you would not be loyal to her. If a man's truly honest and says, if I can press this button and she's loyal to me no matter what I do, am I still going to only be with her? Now, you might prefer her. You might spend 99% of your time with her, etc. Completely get that. But on a long enough time frame for the rest of your human life, if she's going to be loyal to you regardless, are you telling me that with a, without any kind of backlash from her, without the chance of her cheating, without any you're going to tell me for the next 50 years you're not going to anything ever once if she let you why not like you know what i mean yeah i mean i, I feel like everyone would agree to that everyone but would agree to it right so it's different for men and women is what it's completely different for men yeah. and women and it's also different because a lot of people misunderstand what i say it's different for men of a certain status right if you if you're a man who has together at a certain level of status you can say to a woman look i love you with all my heart i want to be with you i'm gonna take care of you but you're not gonna tell me what to do i'm in charge because this is my life you're on the tape train and we're, we're headed to success station i'm the one driving it and if you're going to be on my train, certain things are going to happen. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, that makes me so mad. Yeah. That's what I said. He's a little boy. He's, and the thing is, he's always like, oh, there's no one stronger than me. I'll beat up anyone. I'm like, yeah, you can beat up anyone. That doesn't make you a man. Then It makes you a boy. Yeah. And that's why I was asking earlier, what makes a man a man? What makes What's masculinity in that? A man is someone who's going to take care of their responsibilities. A man is someone who yeah. is going to be loyal not this joker who is oh i can be with as many women as i want but that woman better only be with me yeah that's stupid again he's a little boy who only wants to fulfill his desires and doesn't know how to settle down and be serious yeah i say as as this has been going on responsible was a word that came to mind Mm -hmm. um but like, I guess I, I understand, do I, I don't know. Maybe I don't, maybe I'm trying to be understanding of the whole, you know, the man can be with multiple women or whatever, all that kind of crap. You're trying to understand that? 
well, the only reason I'm looking at that is in an, in an animalistic way. I mean, you're, you're just an animal, but like, cause I mean, there's that's thing with in the animal kingdom where the male whatevers can will will reprodu- uh, reproduce with multiple females, I suppose. Right. If they're the like going back to the whole alpha thing or whatever, looking at it from a whole, I guess, biblical Christian perspective, mm-hmm. this dude's an idiot. <laughs> right. Now, okay. Going back to that, that statement you were just saying there, right? Yeah. If we lived in that animalistic nature where we only went by what we wanted, our nature. Yeah. Okay. I get that. That mm-hmm. That's the best way to spread your genes around. Make sure you have, you're going to have offspring. Right? Yeah. But we're not animals. We're, we're not supposed to be. <laughs> right. You know, they always say, you know, humans are supposed to be more civilized. They're supposed to be whatever. Yeah, okay. But, look, man, we're, we're supposed to, we're supposed to behave differently. Uh, mm-hmm. We do have bigger brains than most animals, than most animals. Okay. We're smart. We have intellect. We have mm-hmm. self-awareness. That's just the humanity side of things, right? Right. You bring in the Christianity side of things, and we're called to a completely different standard than yeah, what whatever this, dude's this is going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just yeah. like no, 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 no. Um, it is, and as far as like, it's very possible to be loyal to to one woman for your whole life. Now, obviously, is there going to be that temptation of mm, somebody else? Yeah, there's going to be that temptation at some point, most likely. I would imagine that would happen to anyone, but... That's a temptation. Yeah, that's not... That's that's different, because here's the the thing with that, right? Yeah. I'm going to throw out a hypothetical here, Mm -hmm. okay? You're married to a woman Mm -hmm. at some point. I don't know what her name is. Same. Woman Y. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Why is... Woman Y is just a variable for whatever the... yeah. Whatever woman God still hasn't put in your path yet for you to marry. Yeah. Why are you like um, I'm scratching my head, it hurts. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That that <laughs> weird. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, you know, you're you're married and you're you're in love with your wife, but yeah, you know, you maybe you go on a vacation and you know, there's a twenty something year old in a bikini walking in front of you. You might be Look, and you might be tempted I'm, for a might for a I'm, moment. No, I'm just admiring God's creation. <laughs> I wish, I wish there was video right now. Wow, Aaron, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna slap you now for your wife in the future. How about that? No, <laughs> no, I didn't mean it. No, but. Yeah. In all seriousness, right? Yes. You know, you're you're with your wife, you're on vacation, whatever, and the twenty something year old walks in front of you. You might for a second go, whoop, whoop. But it's the thing of what you do next that right. you know. Do you kind of like dwell on it and fantasize about it a little bit? Like, oh yeah, you know, you know, heck, I was, you know. If I went back when I was a young buck. <laughs> or even be like, maybe she likes an old book. True. Be on that sugar daddy level. Oh my goodness. So, <laughs> but you know, if, if you take it, you know, beyond that initial, like, cause you can't control if she walks in front of your path or not. No. 
but you can control how much what you, you look, d- how much you look, but also what Where. you do next. And yeah, do you say, "Hey, you know what? That's awesome. Um, I'm going to now go look back at my wife here instead," or go yeah. look at that motorcycle or something? Yeah. You know, something like that. If you decide to take it off and and focus on something else and forget it and be like, "Okay, I can't control that she walked in front of me, but I can go." and do something else now with my mind Mm -hmm. that's one thing right yeah don't yeah don't uh fantasize anything yeah that that's that's one whole thing whereas it's a whole other thing than if you're like man she was hot why can't my wife be that hot like that that that's just sounds creepy yeah uh, (laughs) you know but that there's the difference there there's a difference between that that temptation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the difference between desire Yes. Yep. So th- that's what I was kind of getting at. There, there's that difference yeah. between the two. And that's, you know, this guy obviously desires. He just wants whatever his little body tells him he wants. Yeah. He, which he has issues. Yeah. So I, I like when, and the thing is, I think for the worst right now, he, and it's, not him necessarily, but a lot of people, I guess, on the, I guess you say on the more progressive side of U.S. politics, and I say U.S. politics on the left, they try to tie him as a conservative Trump MAGA person <sighs> now. And they go, oh, this is how all conservative Trump MAGA how, people are. Yeah, great. Lovely. <laughs> I know, right? It, it, it's just entertaining when they do that, and I'm like... No, <laughs> no, no, no. We no, actually no. hate this kind of behavior. <laughs> yeah. For the most part. Now, there are a few people that I have been disappointed with that I know that I follow on the right side who are mm-hmm. like all upset that he got arrested and all this stuff and saying how he's such a great example of things. I'm like, no. I'm like, you, know, you guys are disappointed me with, by supporting this nutso. Yeah. It's like just on his morals alone, I can't support him. Disgusting. Yeah, and the fact that he gets, you know, he runs a webcam empire to get a lot of his money just drives me even more nuts about him. Yeah, basically because he's, you know, all those websites, you know, that go, you know, basically sell sex for money, and and they're gonna charge a ton ton of money for that yeah i think he said he has 75 plus women that work for him so wow let me play this we'll see how long this is here okay all right so con- some context right so i don't i'm not in the industry anymore but i used to run a webcam studio like five or six years ago remember i said when he first got his money so you know like before only i knew it Interesting. listen yeah it's it, it's an interesting story i'll explain how i got there so um now it's a lot more common, the idea of OnlyFans, webcam, that kind of thing. But when I was doing it five, six, seven years ago, it was a lot less common. Right. right? So I was a kickboxer. I was four-time world champion. But kickboxing is not oh. boxing, right? We make money, but we don't make boxing money. So I made maybe 100, 150,000 a fight, which is okay. But you fight two or three times a year. You're not, you've got money, but you're not Sponsorships? Bo- yeah, you make a bit of money. I mean, I'm living in London. My rent's 25 a month, and I'm, I'm pushing all these nice cars. and that. So I'm, I'm making money, but I'm making that much money. Long story short, I invested in this place in Thailand, this property, which I still have now, which is not worth anything because of this virus and they closed the country, blah, blah, blah. And I needed to pay, I think it was like 400 grand and I had a payment date and I paid 300 grand and I was, I had to pay the last 100 grand. I only had 70 grand. 
Now, I, I, I was 30 grand short, right? And I thought, I said to Tristan, I said, you know what? When's the last time I got lucky, lucky? And he's like, don't do it. It's like, bro, don't trust the big G. I'm going to go to the casino with this 70. I'm going to turn it into 100. Because we have like a few days. We've got to pay this bill. And he's like, don't do it. I was like, bro, it's a big brother. Relax. So I went to the casino and lost all the money. <laughs> <laughs> no way. No way. I got wrecked. I got wrecked. And you know what? I was, I, was, I, was, I was driving there, right? I'm driving to the casino. I'm just going to stop it there. He continues on more and more, talks about that, how, but that eventually, you know, starts making a ton of money from the, from the webcam stuff. Hmm. Hmm. And it's ridiculous. Like, if you look it up online, there is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of videos about this and him and all that. And like, they ask him, did you ever, do you ever feel guilty about the webcam business? I had these guys selling their houses, life savings, loans, all of it to me. Give me it all. So like, and it's, it's basic, right? You'd have Did a you guy. feel bad or no? No. To give a solitary. Did you tell like, I yo. don't give a. If, if you, if you run an alcohol store. You can't feel bad for people that pay no, for that. You, no, run but, a, you run an alcohol store yeah. and, and, and most of the people you sell to enjoy alcohol, but a couple of the people you sell to are alcoholics. Do you feel bad? Uh, right. What? So you don't care about what? He didn't care about his customers at all. He just wanted their money. That's what he was saying. People were taking out mortgages. They're getting loans to yeah. have more time with his 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 ladies. Yeah. Yeah, I'd feel pretty bad if I ever did that. I'd be first off. Yeah. I hope you would never be in that business. A. Right. B. Yeah. If you actually did that, I hope you would feel bad for the people you're scamming. Yeah. I'm crap like that. I don't think people that have liquor stores take enjoyment out of knowing some people's lives are ruined by that stuff. Right. So here, here's <sighs> one where he says he almost feels bad. Oh, this is almost where I kind of felt bad because they were like, can we meet? I've sent you $200,000. Can we meet? Can we meet? Can oh, we meet? And, and the problem what was is the most that one person sent to a model total million. Wow. They'd want to meet the chick, right? I only did a meeting once ever. I had a big customer with my best girl. How much did that cost? He paid 50 G's for dinner, just dinner. It was clear it was just dinner. He booked a really nice restaurant in London. It was me, my brother, and about four of my other kickboxing boys on different tables. Because he doesn't know what we look like, right? So he's gone to dinner. She's sitting at the table. He's sitting at dinner. He's surrounded by killers, bro. <laughs> he didn't even know. Casey, it was Casey was weird. I tried to drug her or some shit. Why, wait, why, what? That's where he almost felt bad. Is all that money. A million dollars someone sent. That's ridiculous. Now, I understand that those things are pricey. What? Those sites. Like, cause they charge, oh. they charge, I don't know how much, but they charge multiple dollars per minute. Wow. So, you know, they're raking in the money easily. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. I'll take your money. I don't care about you. <sighs> he's the opposite of being caring. He's the opposite of generous. Yeah. He is the opposite of being responsible. He is selfish. Mm -hmm. He's a selfish little boy that runs on impulses that only wants money. 
He yeah. doesn't care how he gets in. He's willing to ruin our people for it. Yeah. It's all just self-gratification. Yeah. Another sign of not being a man, of being a boy. Yep. Because, and this is another thing that I think you should add to, uh, if, like, if I asked you this again mm-hmm. later on, I would hope you would add to what is a man, what is masculinity, what is this, you know. Someone that has self-control. Mm-hmm. Because that, and, uh, and let's be honest and frank here, we as Americans suck at that. That oh, yeah. self-control. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll tap my belly a few times <laughs> mm. as Aaron's sitting in front of a tub of cookies, <laughs> which were great, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thank whoever, whoever, whoever and whatever made these. Thank you. <laughs> yes, the mysterious ghost that yeah. made these cookies. Thank yeah, you. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it just, I'd look at them all and I'm just like, oh, man. We suck at that here in the United States. We oh, need yeah. to get better, and we need to get better in multiple ways, both the food, uh, sexuality-wise, and everything. Look at everything that goes on in the U.S. In That's the title, just crazy man. that we have going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, it is, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much just a country of what What can I do for myself? Yep. That's all it is. Again, it comes back to that one statement or not statement that quote or that phrase uh strong men create what what is it was, was, uh, some uh, like uh easy times mm-hmm. which easy times create weak men yeah well men. good times but yes. yeah good, good times easy times same thing yeah but yeah yeah and that's really what it comes down to now. And we're we're in that good times, weak men uh, phase and starting uh-huh. to go into that weak men, bad times phase. Uh-huh. I certainly hope so. I think we are. Okay, good. I think we are. Because if, if we weren't hitting the bad times yet, then shoot, I don't want to know what uh, those No, are. I think we're just starting to get into that. Yeah. Like, it's going to get a lot worse before oh, we get to right. To the yeah. actual bad times. But I'm glad that is potentially already at that spot where it's starting. Yeah. Because it can't go much worse than it is now, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that, that seems so pessimistic and so full Wee. of non-hope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it just goes to show, at least as far as it Christian's perspective, at least mm-hmm. we have more to hope in than what this world has to offer. Right. We do. So. And and I look at the Bible and I look at someone like David. You know, David was called someone who was no, don't get me wrong, David screwed up. Oh yeah. But he was a man after God's own heart. heart. Yep. yep. That's what that's what he was called. And he didn't have, he, he had no remorse for, no, not remorse. That's a bad phrasing before I even say it. He had no problem with showing his emotions. Mm. He, and he wrote some of the Psalms in that, mm-hmm. and, and they were laments. You don't write a lamentation in public if you're not willing to show some emotion about it. Right. He was willing to show rejoice. He was... I remember, because like when he was younger, right? You know, 
in the whole thing where he was dancing with the drums that he was doing that mm-hmm. you know, for the people who go, well, drums are evil. Well, let's go back to the old <laughs> times um, when uh, David was dancing with them uh, and David was a man after God's own heart. I think it's okay. Drums are good. Yay. Thank you, David. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but he was willing to show the joy. He was willing to show the emotion and he was pretty public about it. Well, you know, after he repented about his screw ups, mm-hmm. these are not, the telltale signs of a toxic masculine man. These are the telltale signs of a well-balanced man trying to follow God. That is David. And if you're not familiar with David's story, I mean, go, go to the old Testament and I know, you could you could find everything to, to entertain little boys, you know, David and Goliath, the story <laughs> of David and Goliath, right? Well, why do you, Oh, it's always funny to kind of like revisit some of those old Sunday school stories now and realize like just how <laughs> brutal some of that stuff well, is. Well, how simplistic it was for a kid, right? Yes, but then how much more there is to it as you get older. Yeah. And dig deep into it. Yeah, so if you want to, you know, you could go look at, you know, David and Goliath for, you know, an entertaining kid story, you know, and about overcoming obstacles and that. and. But at the same time, read it now from an adult perspective and get so much more out of it. Mm-hmm. You can read about David and Bathsheba. That's in Second Samuel. And you can read about that and his adultery, but how he came back from it. But you can also read about how brutal he was to Bathsheba's husband. I mean, he brought wow. the guy back from the front lines yeah, yeah. to try to get him to sleep with his wife so that way he would think that it was his own a, kid. Yeah. Not, oh, it's my king's kid. But yet the guy was so loyal. He's like, no, my men are out there dying. I'm not going to go home and sleep with my wife. I'm going to just sleep outside. And eventually David orchestrates it so that he does end up dying. And he never finds out about that. Yeah. So you can read about that. But you also at the same time can go read the Psalms and read some of how David's heart cries out to be with God and how he wants to repent and get back to where, you know, a good relationship with him. And then you continue reading on, you know, in, in other books, and you read how, you know, David wanted to build a temple, but God said, you can't because there's blood on your hands. You are a king of war, essentially. I can't have you build the temple. Your son is, however, mm-hmm. going to build it. And you just kind of read those ups and downs with it, but all through the whole time, David was called one that was someone after God's own heart. That's... That's pretty wild. And in it, you you never read one part in there, and he was toxic because of his ambitions. <laughs> you know? Did bad things happen? Yes. But <laughs> I mean, look, remember <laughs> when him and Saul went to war, right? And yeah. they what what happened when they came back? The people were greeting them and saying, Saul had his hundreds and David his thousands. Oh, of deaths. Yeah. So I was like, wait a minute. I mean, that okay. had to be a sting at Saul, but at the same time, hey, David was a, a man of war. <laughs> you you could see that. He wasn't just <laughs> I'm at home did my nails. He was a real man. You know, it, it was uh, hey, this is a product of the time and he did what he needed to be done. 
and he did what needed to be done not only for his family but you know with the whole case of goliath he goes essentially i'm paraphrasing here okay he goes you don't blasphemy against my god you're going Mm -hmm. to die now (laughs) he didn't take that lightly no he didn't because the philistines were coming and blaspheming against the god of israel every Mm -hmm. day and then David's like, who's going to go and slay this Philistine because he does, he's doing this. <laughs> he's full of gumption, that little kid. <laughs> so you have all that. And then you also have, you know, and this is, you know, kind of um, the inspiration, let's say, for when I told you, this is my covenant to you, sir, mm. Mr. Johnson. You have Jonathan and David. You remember them? No, oh, yeah. Okay, so you have that even, and he, you know, that didn't make him less of a man because he cared, they cared for so each much. other and they, yeah. and that. So you have in that short little segment of the Old Testament with one person, so many examples of what it means to be a man. And guess what? None of them say, beat a woman. None of them say, you know, uh, uh, let me put it this way. None of the good examples. There are examples of what not to do in there. You know, don't commit adultery. That is given clearly as an example what not to do. Mm-hmm. You know, but everything else, it's like, hey, stick up for what you believe in. Stick to your values. Stick to this. And when you're wrong, when you make a mistake, repent. And he did that his entire life. So David's a guy, if you want to learn how to be if you're a guy, if you want to learn how to be a better man, go study David. He has examples through multiple situations on how to do this. Mm. Not saying you have to go and become a shepherd now and yeah, learn, live on a farm. Learn how to fight bears with yeah. a sling. If you can't do that, you're not a man. Yeah, obviously. Good thing we have a little thing called technology. <laughs> As Aaron pats his guns. <laughs> <laughs> so that okay yeah i was just curious what yeah because if i if you had asked me i'd be you know what does it mean to be a man was it was masculinity is it good is it toxic i'd say no it's hmm. not toxic yes it is very good it is very much needed in this world and i'd say go look at david for an example of how to be a good one hmm. because i guarantee you there are many times where i fail in that regard don't we all <laughs> yeah we all do and that's why i said you know what you want an example of how to be a good man go look at what david's done because he has gone the gamut he has failed and then he has repented for that failure and i'll admit that is you know we, we at least me okay at least me growing up you know i was taught you know be a man that means don't show your emotions don't do this you know, that stereotypical manhood thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was taught that growing up. And you know what I've learned now as an adult at 39 years old? All of that is just bull. Stupid. It is bull. Yeah. And it is there is no standard definition of what it means to be a man as far as showing your emotions, don't showing your emotions, blah, 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 blah. However, there are definitions of what it means to man is be a man as far as character. And that is infinitely more important than if you do or don't show emotions because that character is going to define you and that's going to carry you through the hard times and the good times because 
that character means that you're going to act in a consistent way. And maybe that also means in that consistent way that it's a way where you're supportive of your friends and your family, where you're not necessarily going to be able to solve everything, but you'll at least be there to be that rock for them. And yes, there are going to be times when you're going to need, even as a man, where you're going to need others to be that rock for you. Mm. I can think of multiple examples back and forth where I've called it ping pong between <laughs> me and you, where oh, yeah. one of us has been the rock for the other, you know, back and forth. And that is, I think, what we need to get to as society as a normal way and stop thinking of this i guess you could say the john wayne version of manhood the lone the lone ranger lone cowboy yeah that doesn't work no it only gets you killed <laughs> yeah it does get you killed or it's going to be a very lonely life and lonely existence in which it. yeah yeah get you killed anyways yeah yep so mr johnson any comments thoughts uh, things you disagree with, things you want to expound upon. Oh, I mean, not really. There was one thing, I guess I was curious as to, uh, compared to when you were growing up mm-hmm. as a kid, did being a man look different for you during, yeah, when you were growing up compared to, well, obviously now it's different. But even just, I mean, well, going well, back. Now to be a man, you have to freeze tomato paste and water in yes. the period. But yeah, sad days. Um. Anyways, go on. Sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, it was just like, because I'm trying to think of, I guess it probably wouldn't be all that much different because I'm thinking of in the 2010s, I mean, you were hearing everything I was hearing as growing up what it meant to be a man. So probably never really did change too much. Well, okay. So you got to remember a couple of things here. Okay. Well, it's the, you were okay. 2010s. You said, I guess. So yeah. let's say 2010. Okay. How old were you in 2010? Oh, wait, what's that? Oh, it's 12 years ago, right? No. <gasps> 13. Yeah. Years ago. So you were born in what year? Wow. So I was only what? 14. Okay, so you're 14. I would have already been 26 at that time. Yeah, you already done been a man. Okay, I, I, w- I was learning firsthand what it meant to be a man. Okay, so here's what it was like growing up for me and what I heard. Now, you got to remember a couple things here. Yeah. Okay. One, my dad's side of the family lives all in Pennsylvania, so they weren't really around here. I never really interacted with my dad's side of the family. Okay. That's one. Mm -hmm. Two, my dad died when I was 14. So I never really had that. Right. That figure growing up. Okay. So that's two. Three, most of my mom's side of the family, my mom has mostly sisters. Okay. My mom is one of eight. She has two brothers. There's six women, two brothers. Okay. So you got to remember that. Mm -hmm. You got to remember that as well. So most of my mom's family and they all live in Racine. So most of my mom's family are my aunts. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as the uncles that married into the family, one uncle died within a year of my dad. The other uncle, he was, I saw him once a year. And the other aunts were unmarried. One of my biological uncles, you know, my mom's brother, he was kind of a, well, not kind of, still is a curmudgeon. <laughs> a solo lives. I only saw him at like family gatherings. Mm. And the other uncle, he only tried one time. No, I take it back twice to, you know, try to be, uh, you know, the male influence. So you got to remember, mm-hmm. I grew up mostly with female relatives and female influence. So I got a lot different perspective, I think, than some people. Okay. Now I'll say that some people that grow up with both parents, Mm -hmm. because if you grow up with both parents, more than likely you're going to get, you know, the mom that's going to be, however, you know, but the dad's going to be like, okay, let's go, I don't know, work on a car, go shoot a gun, go do something, go hunt, go, you know, something along Mm -hmm. that lines, go watch race cars, go do something. Guess what I had? None of that. Mm. Here's what I had as my influence of what I was told as to be a man when you grow up. And these were, again, mostly my mother and my grandma and my aunts. I didn't really have that male influence going on. Okay. I had boys don't cry. Men don't cry. Men don't show emotion. Men don't show their feelings. Men don't get angry. Men keep their hurt in. Men don't let others know what's going on with them. All of that, by the way, 100% toxic. And all I reject. Because that led to so much hurt and pain and grief in my life. All of that did. That's what I was told and was drilled into my head growing up of what a man was. It was, man doesn't do this. I was never told what a man does. <laughs> I was never told I could enjoy things without feeling guilty. Hmm. I would get an award at school for grades or in uh, sixth grade, I got a, a jazz award hmm. instead of, Hey, congratulations. You won this. Congratulations. You did good. It was, don't let that get to your head. Don't be prideful. Oh, <laughs> Never did I hear, oh, you did great. Good job. You deserve this. You worked hard. Don't be prideful. Don't brag on yourself. I mean, yes. To a point, those are good things, but at the, yes. yeah. Those, those, at the those are time, good things to yeah. a point. Yeah. But there is also a point where you can recognize someone's good work. Yeah. Where you're able to recognize, I put in the time and the effort and I did this. Right. There are ways where you can celebrate without at the same time, you know, becoming a braggart on things. Yeah. Okay. Right. You know, those are two separate things, but I never got the first part. I'd get the award. I'd get the honor roll. I'd get the whatever. Don't brag on yourself. Think you're hot stuff. Mm. You know what that did to me growing up? It took me until almost 30 where I could celebrate the good things that I had accomplished. Hmm. Where I 
where I would allow myself to feel happy for things I've accomplished in my career or personally. Hmm. Until then, anytime I like, let's say I was selected to speak at a conference. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first time I was selected to speak at a conference, I tell my mom, Hey, I got selected to speak at a conference. Well, that's good. Now don't go bragging on yourself that you did this. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'd like to celebrate I this. I don't understand. I don't understand her. <laughs> I'm like, I would like to celebrate this. Not everyone gets selected to speak at conferences. Yeah. That tells me that I have accomplished something in my career, that I have something worthwhile to say there. And it has taken me forever to get out of the shadow of that hmm. and to unlearn all of that. And I'll be honest, it for the longest time shattered my own self-confidence. I didn't know who I was. Or who I was allowed to be. Because anytime something happened, I'd be the first thought would always be my mom going, Well, you don't brag on yourself. Don't don't be da da da. Like, no, I want to brag on myself a little bit. I just got selected to speak at a national conference. Heck yeah, I'm gonna brag on myself a little bit. I'm not gonna be boastful and proud on, but I'm gonna brag on myself a little bit. I can be proud of this accomplishment. And it took me almost to, like I said, almost to my 30s. To finally get out of that mindset. Because it was beaten into me so much in my teenage years. Mm. And it, it, it's, in a way, I've only had like 10 years now. Because I'm almost 40. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've almost had like 10 years now where I feel like I'm living how life is supposed to be lived where I'm living, not under the shadow of all that was beaten into me when I was younger, but like, no, this is how God says I can live. I can be happy and proud of my accomplishments. I, I can rejoice in some of these things and I can celebrate some of these things and not feel guilty. It it has taken many years, (laughs) many years, you know, of, of, personal introspection on these things to grow with it. And I think, what was it? Yeah. 2018, you know, when I did my in therapy and outpatient therapy and all that, we, me and my counselor actually dug into a lot of this, mm. you know, and now granted this wasn't a Christian based counselor or anything. Oh, my, um, that was crazy. My, uh, insurance wouldn't pay for a Christian based one, but that's okay. regardless of the fact we're a Christian based or not for a counselor. The fact is we dug into some of this stuff and, and it, it was good to hear someone with professional training going, yeah, that's kind of messed up. Right. That's reassuring. It's like, yeah. okay, good. I'm, I'm not, I'm not being crazy. I'm not being, you know, yeah. all this. And I still have to fight all those fun things still to this day. You know, it's one of those things, and I think this is just, okay, and I got to say this now, you know, I'm always going to love my mother. She drives me crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to love her. But like even last night getting in, walk, because I stayed at her place last night instead of driving home after New Year's. First thing I I hear when I walk into her place, did you do the marijuanas? Yes. Yeah. 
Because she's like, I se- smell something so sickly sweet on you. What's she smelling? I don't know. So she's like, are you doing the marijuana? It's like, no. Yes. No. And I wasn't. At least not to my knowledge. <laughs> That's why those cookies are so good. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know... That's that's my mother, you know. Yeah. And that's how she grew up thinking. And part of it also is the Mexican culture on ways on things as well. You know. Hmm. I, I think that plays a part of it as well. So yeah, that's what it when I was growing up, that's what I was told a man is. Again, notice I never said in there what I was taught growing up. I, I was never taught the man provides, the man does this, the man does this. Right. I was told what a man doesn't do. Now, I'm wondering, from my mom's perspective, if she assumed that I should have interpreted to mean what she didn't say I shouldn't do are things that I should do. You know, infer the negative from what was, you know, infer what what to be from what wasn't right. said. Yeah. I don't know. But like I said, uh, you know, and, and that's why I put out there. I do love my mother. She drives me nuts at times. I do love her. Okay. But it took me almost 30 years, you know, until I was almost 30 years old to unlearn all of that. Mm. And I think that's partially why, you know, even at almost 40, mentally at times I can be a youngster in my mind and that. We're living the teenage years already <laughs> in, the, in the mind for the good and bad. Uh, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder if anybody ever really grows up. You just get physically older. The mind just stays the same. You know, I, I wonder about that too at times. <laughs> and seriously, I do wonder about that. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing how some adults behave, it's like, okay, so you've never changed All right. from a child. So now you ask me that. So now I have to ask you then when you were growing up in the 2010s. Oh, uh, yeah. What, 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 did, what were you told is, now, here's also a difference. Mm-hmm. Okay. My mom at the time was not a Christian. Mm. So there's also that difference in the upbringing too. Right. Where your parents, if I remember correct, were Christian the entire time you're growing up. So I'm sure there was a difference there. So you've heard what I was told or not told, I guess more like um, (laughs) what it meant to be a man. What, 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 uh, what about you, Mr. Johnson? What, What were you told to but I don't remember. <laughs> Boom, done. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. It was always just like the the little things. I mean, I don't know. Uh, the whole. I don't know. I guess I never thought it was good to express your feelings. Uh, for the most, or maybe I just never. I've never learned to really express them on my own. I don't know. I guess the whole suck it up buttercup, that's still more like the expressing feeling stuff. Both of you and Brewer are like that. Yeah. I guess there's the whole like being responsible for your actions kind of stuff. I mean, there's that. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Gosh, yeah, there's really not a whole lot, I suppose. Um, Because mm, maybe was I really... I guess there's the whole chivalry stuff. 
or be polite and kind, especially to the ladies. Otherwise, it was pretty much just like Bible teaching stuff about doing what's right, hmm. stuff like that. I guess I never really focused on the whole what is it to be a man kind of thing. Because you get married, you take care of your wife and kids and go about life. I guess you didn't learn that lesson too no, well, I, did you? Well, I mean, I, I learned that i just haven't done it <laughs> <laughs> you haven't put it into practice I no i haven't put it into practice so i can't talk nearby so I, i'm 30 i'm older than you so yeah well i mean i've already about made up my mind anyway so it's whatever <laughs> if you hear a slap it's me hitting him <laughs> Never really thought about the whole, what is it to be a man kind of topic until, mm. <laughs> well, especially when we started doing that little study. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think, I think that's the only time I've read a book that had, well, no, they're all, well, I guess I never read it, though. <laughs> So that doesn't help. Okay. But <laughs> first time you read a book that doesn't have what? Well, uh, I remember it was with, with pastor and another guy. He had given us, given us a book about b- being a man or something like that. And mm-hmm. at least I don't remember reading it. <laughs> so, All right. But yeah, nothing too. At least, I guess, maybe we never really focused too much on the whole man part. Just always focused on, I don't know, Christianese stuff. So maybe this is the year you grow out of that boyhood into manhood. No! I like being a boy. (laughs) So you like being an Andrew Tate? No! No! There's a difference. He's a boy, too. I know he's a boy, but he's a stupid boy. (laughs) Oh, okay. Wow. I'll be a boy, but I'll be a a better boy. (laughs) I'm kidding. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I got nothing for you. I I, I honestly got nothing for you right there. I have no other statements. Do you have any other closing statements, comments, or questions? Because you you asked a question, and that ended up being like another half hour. I know. (laughs) I was wondering where that was going to go. I was like, oh. (laughs) Really? Did you just say, oh, oh. Okay, (laughs) Wisconsin. Some Wisconsin is showing. (laughs) Your Wisconsin is showing. Uh, I better your Wisconsin than other things showing, I guess. No other comments, questions, concerns. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm going to have to go upstairs and talk to your dad and be like, sir, you have a lot of work to make him a man still. Oh, no. (laughs) I feel like there's no time. (laughs) 